Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis, solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aaron88. Check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. My latest article, a look at Byron Buxton. You don't know, no one is really talking about Buxton this year. And maybe if you don't own him, you don't realize what he's doing. But I outline it. You can take a look right now on fulltimefantasy.com. Dr. Otto has a look at Atlanta Falcons and the training camp questions that surround them. Sean Childs, his team outlooks underway. AFC East complete. Now in the AFC Central with the Steelers outlook. So you could check that out there. Uh, Fantasy NASCAR rankings as well. And if you have any specific questions, you could ask them on the message boards in the forums. Trades, waiver wire pickups, strategy questions, whatever it is, we have you covered. And if you're ready to draft, PlayFFWC.com. It's still May Madness, so you have time to put in your deposit 200 bucks for the Fantasy Football World Championships or online. And if you do, you'll be entered into a drawing where the winner gets a free entry to the main event. $1,795 entry fee. So you might as well get in there now, especially if you plan on playing. We'll be live in Vegas first weekend of September, first weekend of the NFL season. At the Palms, great experience. Been there for the last two years. A lot of fun. Definitely hang out with you guys. We'll watch games, drink a little bit, draft. It's going to be a ton of fun. So if you haven't experienced it, I suggest looking into it now uh, and come join us out there. Uh, But there's a starter full season draft tonight, 18 rounds, 92nd clock. That's at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Then there's some slow drafts. There's an online championship slow draft. Four spots remaining. Once that fills, it'll kick off. Six spots left in a draft and go slow best ball draft with a four-hour clock. That's 28 rounds. Uh, new startup dynasty draft begins Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, six-hour clock. Some spots remain in that. So there's different price points, uh, diff- whether it's uh, best ball, full-season drafts, online championships, tons of ways to get involved. Check it out, playffwc.com. And, of course, we got you covered for DFS as well. FullTimeFantasy.com slash DFS. Taking a look at the MLB slate for tonight. Uh, there was our afternoon write-up. There's one for tonight. There's the optimizer Slack chat leading up to lineup block. So plenty of ways to win some money. So make sure you check it out. Let's take a look at some of the top headlines. We'll have Mike Florio from Fantrax.com. He'll join me in the next segment at 3.20 p.m. Eastern. Elvis Andrews is on track to be activated off the injured list on Saturday. So he kicked off his rehab last night, one for three with a home run at double A. So he has been out with the left hamstring strain. 
They said it wasn't serious, so he's eligible to return on Saturday, and the plan is he will be in the lineup. So do have him in a couple leagues. One is the NFBC Online Championship, so I'll probably get him in there. I mean, it might only be two two games because uh, you can make the lineup changes on Friday, so I kind of have to see what I have. The other league is a weekly league where I cannot make changes until Monday, so I'll get him back in the lineup. For next week, the other big news from today is Willie Calhoun placed on the injured list. We kind of knew this might happen. He left yesterday's game with a left quad strain, and uh, this is just terrible luck for those that went out and spent money on Willie Calhoun. And he was one of the big waiver wire pickups over the weekend, along with Austin Riley, Keston Hira, Nikki Lopez, Corbin Martin. Uh, but he was one of the Brendan Rodgers, he was one of the, you know, depending on your rankings, a lot of people had him like third, fourth. You know, the risk with him was playing time. You know, they have a crowded outfield there. No more Mazzara, Joey Gallo, Hunter Pence, Shinsu Chu, and all those guys performing well. But we knew Calhoun, if he hit, probably would have stayed in the lineup, although he did sit two consecutive games. I think it was Sunday, Monday, but he was back in there yesterday uh, against the lefty. And... Just a tough break. Calhoun was 10 for 23. That's a 435 average with two home runs and seven RBIs in six games since he got called up. So just a really, really tough break for those that own Willie Calhoun. Just bad luck, uh, and it happens. You know, I don't think you made a mistake. What you hope is that this is not too serious and that it doesn't take longer than the 10 days or two weeks and he can come back and perform. But definitely a tough break. Delano to Shields was the player called up to replace him. The Shields has been terrible this year. He was recently sent down. He was hitting 182, 321 OBP, and a 284 slugging and 108 plate appearances. You know, if really his value was in stolen bases, he has eight steals, but he really isn't doing much, and I don't think he gets much playing time either, so I don't think he merits a pickup. David Peralta has been... Battling injuries on and off, hasn't really missed time, uh, but now is dealing with a shoulder injury. He left last night's game with right shoulder soreness. Last week, it was a right trap tightness. Uh, he is day-to-day not in the lineup today, so that's something to keep an eye on. Peralta is definitely having a pretty good year. Chris Davis of the A's, you know, they just kind of have handled this really poorly. If you remember, it was like over a week ago, they were at NL Park, and he crashed into the railing trying to make a catch on the left field line and hurt his hip and he sat out came back sat out again came back and now yesterday it seems like it's an oblique issue uh they're gonna get an mri which he had today haven't seen any results yet uh but basically he's had a lot of discomfort in his left side going back to that time when he crashed into the railing of the stands trying to make a catch so I don't know why they just don't put him on the injured list. I mean, clearly it's a problem. My guess is he does go on the injured list because uh, he hasn't been comfortable. If you watch some of the swings that he had, it did not look good. So my guess is he goes on the injured list. Bradley Zimmer expected to begin a minor league rehab assignment with AAA in about a week. He's been playing an extended spring training. So he had the right shoulder surgery last July and Probably going to take some time before he comes back. But again, with the Indians, you got to think that maybe he gets an opportunity to play because they are just so dreadful in the outfield. They did designate Carlos Gonzalez for assignment. And I've been saying it for like the last week. Every time I go over to twin, uh, the Indians lineup, like, why is this guy hitting cleanup? I mean, what are you doing? This is all based on reputation. He's just not what he was. And he was always a player 
that did very well at Coors Field and not as good on the road. So he was hitting 210, a 282 OBP, and a 276 slugging and 117 plate appearances. So there's no way that he should have been on this team. And he gets released. Christian Yelich out of the lineup again today here this afternoon dealing with a back issue. They're saying it's different from last time. Uh, he has had this issue in the past and missed some time. Last time he missed about a week and he didn't go on the injured list. Uh, they are saying they think he could be back on Friday. So really tough year for Christian Yelich owners with the timing. I have him in two leagues. He's been so good. But uh, you got to hope that this doesn't linger. Uh, much longer, but we have seen him, you know, come back from it already and, and crush a home run. Like his first game back, I think it was against the Mets, he crushed a home run. So it really hasn't hindered him to this point. You got to hope because backs are always tricky. Yasiel Puig not in the lineup again today. And then this is not a surprise. You know, he hurt his shoulder while trying to make a catch on Sunday. And this was a five-day week for the Reds. And I mentioned it on Monday. You know, you got to look at the week and really break it down uh, five game weeks. There's going to be sometimes you got to bench the player. Now, for most times, a player like Puig, I know he's off to a rough start, but he's picked it up a little bit and he's hit for power and stolen some bases. Typically, a guy I'm not going to bench, especially in a 15 team league. But I pretty much knew, okay, he's probably not going to play Tuesday. Wednesday is a roll of the dice, and then if he sits both, it's a three game week. So I sat him in Tout Wars. Obviously, if you're in the NFBC, it was an easy sit two game week. You might sit out one. You see if he's back in the lineup on Friday and then make the change accordingly. But uh, we'll see if Puig is back in there on Friday for the Reds. Uh, I would think good chance that uh, potentially he does. Uh, Kyle Seeger, he's uh, on a rehab assignment now. He was two for four with three RBIs and a walk uh, yesterday. He's hitting 281 with seven ribbies in seven games since starting his rehab assignment. He is eligible to return on Saturday, and there is a chance that he is back by then. So... You know, maybe in a deeper 15-team league, he's someone that could help out if you have some injuries at third base if uh, he is on uh, the wave wire. Omar Navarez left today's game with a knee injury. He took a foul tip off his left knee in the bottom of the third inning, and then he was pinch hit for. So, see, we'll keep it posted on that. I mean, he's had a really good year. That was a guy that I wanted as my number two catcher. I didn't get him anywhere. Uh, I guess because I tend to wait on the catchers a long time. I mean, most of my leagues, I tried to get one decent catcher. I have Wilson Contreras in several leagues. I think I have Grandal in one, Wilson Ramos in one. If not, I kind of waited a long time. Uh, and if I take a guy like Contreras, I'm not going to take Narvaez so quickly. But Narvaez batting 307 this year, eight homers, 20 RBIs, man. Just really good numbers for a catcher this year. And uh, I'm pretty sure I had him ranked in the top. 12 or definitely top 15. I feel like I kind of ranked him high, but I can't remember where I ranked catchers. No one really cares. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, some of the top uh, things from yesterday that stood out was uh, Justin Verlander. Once again, I mean, how dominant has this guy been? You know, he started the season slowly and he took a no hitter to the seventh inning yesterday, went eight innings, one run, one hit, one walk, 12 Ks. And a 2.24 ERA, and you know you can make a case that he's right up there as uh, if you were ranking pitchers the rest of the way. He's got to be talked about in that number one spot with the way he is pitching. There's uh, no question about it. How about Brendan Rodgers? Again, he did not start yesterday. Second time in two games, and that was what the biggest concern was for Brendan Rodgers in spending some fab money is, 
would the playing time be there? And this is something that we always worry about with the Rockies, and uh, we've already seen it. Mentioned yesterday about Herman Marquez. Really liked him in DFS yesterday on the road. Uh, he went out there and had a great performance. Eight scoreless innings, seven strikeouts. His ERA is 3.38. Now, the problem is the same as it was last year. The home road splits are pretty stark. You know, I tweeted it out last night. Uh, when you look at his uh, home ERA as opposed to the road. And he's been fortunate that most of his starts so far have come on the road. But uh, Marquez has a 5.34 ERA at home and 2.08 on the road. Uh, overall, though, the numbers are good, and that's what you want. But it does make it difficult for a guy like Marquez. And that's why some people didn't want to draft him where he was going. Francisco Lindor. Continues to hit. He had a seventh home run yesterday. He had a double uh, early in the game today. And, you know, he's just played great. And, you know, a lot of times we kind of shy away from the injured players because they kind of have setbacks. And a lot of people did that with Lindor, and it's worked out. And I have Lindor in one league. Mentioned it before. It was Toutworth, pick 29. Never thought he would be there. And that was before he had the second injury. The second injury was the ankle that he suffered during his rehab. But, man, he's just uh, had a really good year. He's running, too. And that's why people wanted Lindor as the third pick overall before the injury. Man, Trevor Bauer's, like, really struggling. And I'm a little surprised by this. I, I guess this shouldn't be too surprised because we have seen the walk issues in the past. But I thought he finally put it together last year when he really cut down the walks. Like, we know he's got a wide array of pitches. We know he works on his craft tremendously. But the trend was in the right direction. From 2015 to 2018, we just kept seeing that walk rate get better and better and better. Uh, 2.21 ERA last year was the first time he was under four. So, you know, I, I thought this is a guy I want. Now, I didn't get him in any league just because of the price. Uh, the walk rate, though, is back up. I mean, again, he went from 10.6% in 2015 to 86 in 2016, and then 8% in 2017, 2018. Now it's 11.9%. The strikeout rate is slightly down, but it's still very good at 27.2%. And he's been fortunate the walks have not killed his whip. He's got a 1.17 whip, which is fine, but not what you paid for because you paid for elite numbers. And the ERA is at 3.95 for Bauer. Now he's already allowed nine home runs. In 70 and two-thirds innings, he allowed nine all of last year at 175 and a third. So I think we should have expected that number to come up. Uh, we didn't know that there was potentially a juice ball and there'd be more home runs. But you could see the home runs coming up. But it's not the start you envision for a guy like Trevor Bauer. This is not what you paid for. The hard contact is up against him. He's allowing more line drives. Uh, I'd still be, if someone wants to give up on him, uh, I take him. I mean, the walks are definitely concerning. It's something that we've seen in the past. He's throwing less first pitch strikes, 55.1%. Last year was 63.7%. So there are some numbers that are slightly concerning for him, but I, I still have faith that he can put it together, and he's a guy that they let throw a lot of pitches, and he can go deep into games. Clint Frazier, man, has been really struggling, but he broke out of it yesterday in a big way. And What better way to do that than going against the Orioles pitching in Camden Yards, he went two for four with five RBIs, including two home runs. Now has eight home runs on the season. And, you know, obviously they've needed him with Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton out, and Giancarlo Stanton scratched yesterday in his rehab uh, with some soreness in his calf and leg. 
I'm not surprised by that. That's what we usually see with him. Sean Kelly was activated yesterday, and he got a save. He did give up a run. He gave up a home run in the ninth inning, but he did get his third save of the season. Jose LeClerc pitched the eighth inning and pitched well. Been saying it all along. I still think Jose LeClerc gets that job back. You know, I think you could use Sean Kelly potentially for a week or two, and maybe he gets some saves. But the way LeClerc is pitching, you got to think he's back in the lineup uh, relatively soon for the the Rangers. I think he's going to be the guy. And Luke Jackson blew a save yesterday. Two-thirds of an inning, he allowed three runs. Uh, fourth time, he's blowing a save. So keep an eye on Sean Newcomb. He got a save the other day. He's got good stuff and could be a dominant one-hitting pitcher. So Sean Newcomb, if he's available on the waiver, could be someone to speculate on because I could see him getting some saves for Atlanta. When we return, I'll be joined by Mike Florio from Fantrax.com. That's ahead right here on Full-Time Fantasy. The morning after. No matter what happens in this series from here on out, as a, as a Raptor fan, I'm proud of the team. They've shown a ton of heart. I wish Danny Green would make a freaking shot. I wish Van Fleet would be playing better. But when it's all said and done, man, these guys are giving it their all. They're laying it on the line. And you know what? There's only three teams left playing basketball right now in the league, guys. The Toronto Raptors are one of them. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Have a look at Byron Bucks, and I feel like there's been no talk, no buzz on him, and it's actually been a good thing because it's usually people complaining that he's hurt, that he's not in the lineup, that he's not performing. We haven't had to say either of those things this year, so maybe you're not aware of what he's doing because you don't have him on your team, but Buxton's been interesting, so I write and break it down. You can check that out. We have Dr. Oda taking a look at the Atlanta Falcons and the training camp questions surrounding them. And of course, our in-depth team outlooks for the NFL. Sean Childs has them underway. A latest look is that the Pittsburgh Steelers AFC East is complete. So he'll go through each and every team 
real in-depth. So make sure you check that out. If you have any questions, you can ask them on the message boards and the forums. Joining me now, it is Mike Florio, Fantrax.com. Mike, what's up? Not much, man. Thank you again for having me on. Yeah, I know. Uh, still waiting on the last check because I didn't get that for your last appearance. So I'm giving you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. But, uh, you know, hopefully you're sending that money my way. Yeah, it's in the mail. Mail? Dude, we do PayPal nowadays. I mean, or Zelle. Come on. Like, I don't want to wait in the mail for this crap. You said check, so, you know, I thought you wanted to... You know I what you, I mean. You, you, you weren't up to date with the modern technology. I thought you still, you know, you like your, your handwritten checks that you take to the bank. Hey, direct deposit works too, oh, man. <laughs> I Venmo everything nowadays, so... That is true. So, uh, how are things going out there in L.A.? How's softball season for you? It's good. No updates, unfortunately. Uh, I didn't have a game last week because there was like a, a carnival going on, some sort of thing on the field. So get back at it tonight. I'm excited for that. Oh, my goodness. You, a game got postponed because of a carnival? Yeah, like there was no games all last week because the fields were used for like, I guess they host like a community carnival or whatever. I, I was not happy. Yeah, that's rough. It's one thing if it rains and the field's money, I get it. But, man, a carnival, that is brutal. Uh, good thing I don't have to deal with that. I just got to deal with rainy weather instead. Yeah, see, I don't have to deal with any of that. That is true. Uh, so how did the big fab weekend go for you? Uh, did you land any of the big name bats that were off the waiver wire? How aggressive were you on the waiver wire? So I, I did all right, I would say. I, the most shares I have is Nicky Lopez. Uh, and I'm cool with that because I think he's the safest uh, in, of all these prospects, both in skill set and in playing time. I think the Royals called him up because he's ready. It's not like he's up because someone else got hurt. Uh, he's consistently batting two for them. Plus, he was going for a lot cheaper than the, the real bigger names. Uh, the only league I got Austin Riley in was a first-come, first-serve that I play in. It's the only one I play in like that. I hate that format. And... Because of the, it was first come first serve though, I got him. I got uh, I got basically all of them in that one league. So I'm enjoying that league. But other than that, uh, you know, it's been I, I here and there. Didn't get Riley anywhere else. Uh, I got Hyora in uh, GSC with Greg and Frank. Uh, I got Nikki Lopez, like I said, in a few. I got one share of Mercado, uh, one share of Brandon Rogers. So I, I have enough where I'm interested. And it was a fun weekend and fab for me, but I didn't, you know, go all in and blow fab everywhere. But I was trying to. I just got outbid in a lot of places. So how does that first come first serve work for you? You said you don't like it. I don't like it either. And I think it is actually an advantage for someone like me who most of the day is around a phone or computer for the most part because I'm following this pretty much, you know, as the job. So unless I'm playing softball, you know, my phone, I leave on the side because I don't want to be distracted or if I'm sleeping. So for me, it's an advantage, but I hate it. I don't think it's fair. No, I don't either. I, it, it's the league that I'm in. It's a really weird league. Uh, it's it's a points league, but it's super skewed towards pitching. And I have a ton of hitting, and I picked up all these prospects, and my hope was either one, to shop these prospects and, and try to bolster my pitching or try to you know sell the – the higher-end talent I have in my lineup and replace them with some of these prospects. I haven't really had any luck making trades in this league. It's a league that I don't foresee myself playing in going forward, but I'm uh, playing it out this year. Not not in love with the rules, but, yeah, I, I hate first-come, first-serve. I think it's a huge advantage to people like us, and, and 
maybe that, you know, we should be exploiting that, but I think everyone in your league should have a fair shot at grabbing a player, and I think Fab is the perfect system for that. So all of my other leagues are Fab, and I highly recommend anyone listening, if you haven't already made your league Fab, do so. Talking to Mike Florio from Fantrax.com. Jose Ramirez continues to struggle. He did reach base, though, today on a strikeout, so you got to give him credit for that. <laughs> but is he someone that you would buy low on? How worried would you be if you own Jose Ramirez right now? Well, we do own Jose Ramirez in the GST League. Uh, luckily, we're still sitting in second place. I, I don't know how we've been uh, able to get by with him and Stanton. Our first two picks really giving us nothing, but we have been. I would try to. I would still be trying to acquire Jose Ramirez for cheap. We saw last year he's capable of going on these huge extended hot streaks. Like his first half last year basically won people leagues. His second half we saw that he's all, he's a very streaky player, I like to think, and I do believe that ultimately we are going to get a hot streak out of him. I don't know if he's going to be able to replicate last year's first half. I'm not saying he's going to live up to, you know, top five pick expectations, but I do think we get better results going forward. Now, in that GST league, we picked back-to-back. I had the third pick. Had I taken Jose Ramirez, who would you have guys have selected? And be honest, don't tell me Christian Yelich because I took him third. And no one else was taking him third that I saw. So don't tell me Christian Yelich because I'm not going to believe it. Who would you That's, have taken? Christian Yelich was not the answer. We would have taken J.D. Martinez. Those okay. were the two hitters that, that we circled off as one of these two guys. The only reason we took Ramirez was because of the stolen bases. Yeah, I, I said it. I didn't like the three spot. For me, it came down to Yelich, Acuna, and J.D. Martinez. And I kept wrestling back and forth. And ultimately, I'm like, I just felt like Yelich had the higher floor. I didn't know. I didn't think he'd hit for 35 home runs again, which he's well on that pace if this back isn't serious. But I just felt like he's going to give you stolen bases. He's going to give a high average. It's a great park. So I just felt like he had the highest floor of those players. Like Acuna, I liked. But, you know, what if the league made some adjustments to him and he went through a period where he struggled? Ramirez, I was a little concerned about the Indians lineup and the way he finished last year. I mean, Yelich is just a a great hitter. I think we knew in Miami he was a great hitter, but leaving that park just really boosted him, and uh, I just felt he had the highest floor of that group. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are kicking themselves for doubting Christian Yelich, and I don't know if you agree. To me, it really felt like if you were in a real early draft, like I signed up for my first baseball draft still during football season just to kind of dip the feet, you know, wet the toes a little bit, and it was he was still going third, like universal. But then as we got closer and closer to draft, he started to fall. I think many people were thinking regression was coming. He wasn't going to be able to keep the high home run to fly ball rate. But what I don't think many people anticipated was, hey, this guy is going to start lifting the ball more. And him and his former teammate, Marcelo Zuna, both this year are lifting the ball more. And their power output is, you know, it's looking very real and it's better than, to me at least, Yelich this season is more sustainable than what he did last year, and same for Zuna for what he did two years ago. These guys are actively lifting the ball more, and typically that's what we want our power hitters to do because that leads to more home runs. So I think next year Christian Yelich is in the top three, and I don't think he's going to fall out of it at all. Yeah, we just got to hope that this back doesn't become a, a lingering issue. It looks like he might be back on Friday. Last time he missed a week, he came back. That first game hit a bomb of a home run against the Mets. 
Speaking of the Mets, since you are a Mets fan like myself, like, I mean, this Cespedes is story. It, it should be shocking, but it's not. It's the Mets. But they did bounce back with two wins. But still, there's got to be a lot of concern about this team right now. Yeah, first, Cespedes, I think it's a legitimate discussion as to whether or not he played his last game as a Met. Because it's, to me, I don't know if you agree. It sounds, I don't want to speculate, but falling in a hole and fracturing your ankles in multiple places, I think it sound, it was a little bit more than that. He might have been like riding the horse or doing Yo, something. You know what I just thought of this? He could have been the jockey on that horse at the pre- uh, he, Preakness. He could have been. I Maybe wish that, that was I him. saw your tweet. I wish that horse won, too. <laughs> I, yeah. That would have been great, although he's too big to be a jockey. Those guys weigh, like, you know, <laughs> 105. So, But that – you know what? I have to investigate it. Look at that further. Maybe he said, I really want to ride a horse in the Preakness. They said, fine. And then he got thrown off the horse. <laughs> That's a possibility, ready. man. Got to look and into this. He, I mean, I, I, it's hard to believe that he was just walking and stumbled into a hole and is this injured, but who knows? Uh, I will say, I don't know if you felt the same way. Last night's game was the most fun I've had watching the Mets in, in a while. Like, it, it was a hard-fought comeback win. You know, Peter, Pete Alonso is just the absolute man. Outside of him, though, it's not a whole lot to feel great about with the Mets, but I've enjoyed Pete so far. Yeah. Uh, what about Robinson Cano? Do you think he has anything left? So I thought Robinson Cano was going to be – I thought he was being undervalued in fantasy drafts this year. I thought his, his decline was being escalated. Like, I didn't think he was going to get off to this slow of a start. I still do think he's going to play better. But, man, is it going to be a long five years if he can't improve on this year? Cause it, and the whole lack of hustle thing – I get why that pisses fans off, but he's 36 years old. I don't want him sprinting on every single ground ball. If it's going to be a close play, yes. But, I mean, if he's a routine grounder, who cares if he's not sprinting down the line? He, let, let him preserve his health. At least that's my opinion on it. He's always been like that, though. <laughs> I mean, he played like yeah. that with the Yankees, too. So I don't know why people are surprised by that. That's something that we've seen for a long time. And as you get older, it's probably going to continue Talking to Mike Florio, Fantrax.com. What about Joey Votto, man? I mean, this guy, we saw the power dip last year, but the batting approach was still the same. But the strikeouts are up. We're not seeing the power. We have seen him be a guy that struggles in the first half, has big second halves, but he is getting older. So what's your optimism on Joey Votto really bouncing back, showing that power and average in the rest of the season? I feel okay about the power. If you look at it, he still has a high hard hit rate, and he's, hitting the ball in the air more than way more than he did last year. Uh, his home run to fly ball rate, though, is lower than it was last year. So, to me, the fact that he's still hitting the ball hard, lifting it more, you would expect to see more of those leave the yard. I do think the power bounces back. The average is what I'm worried about. And we know that that's typically one of the first things to go as a player ages. We could see them continue to hit for power. Like, like I wouldn't be surprised if, if Votto could be, I, he's not the type of hitter to do it, but like if he was just to sell out and want to be like a 220 hitter who hits 30 home runs, I think he could still do that. He's, I still think he has that talent. But the days of him hitting 300 with a over 400 OBP, I am worried that those days are gone. Josh Bell has been on an absolute torrid pace right now. He's a guy that you got cheap in drafts. I know it probably seems absurd, like you don't want to sell on him, but would you – 
try to see what you can get for Josh Bell now while it's peak for him? Or do you just say, I think it's for real and I want to enjoy this breakout season? I think if I'm a fantasy owner, I, I think enough of it is for real where I'd want to enjoy it. But at the same point in time, I wouldn't actively be shopping him, but throw him out uh, just on your trade block and just see maybe someone blows you away. Maybe they believe that he's going to stay on this pace all year. So I never think it hurts to dangle a player out there and be like, hey, for the right offer, am I considering this guy? But just know that it, it would take a lot for me to give up Josh Bell right now. Got to be careful what you dangle out. could get you in trouble. <laughs> You would know better than most. That's right. So just want to give you that piece of advice. I know you're a little young and crazy, so I don't want you to do nothing that will stunt your career growth. You taught me that at a young age. I did. I did. Hopefully I gave you some good advice uh, when you were younger. I think I did with one certain thing, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I think so. Uh, Back to baseball. Trevor Bauer, man, what's up with this guy? Like everyone, I think most people liked him. Maybe there was a few that didn't. I mean, I I loved him last year. He was uh, someone that I got eighth, ninth round, and obviously had the breakout season. I did have him highly ranked this year. I did not get him anywhere. I mean, I didn't pay up in an auction, and it's just where I was drafting. Like, I just didn't have the opportunity to get him. Uh, But I did like him a lot going into the year, and uh, I expected better than this. What do you see as the issue right now, and is it something that he can fix? I think the issue is command. He's every at bat feels like it's going three two. Uh, when he's given up these home runs, it's at least watching him pitch because I do own him in the Tout Wars. I had him ranked as my SP five heading into the year. So whenever he pitches, I try my best to be able to watch the whole game and just watching him pitch, man. It, it, the command we, you could look at his numbers and just see the command is not as sharp as it was last year. But I think that's why he's falling behind in counts. I think that's why he's giving up the home runs and. To me, the most frustrating part about it is it's not like he's faced like a really hard schedule or anything. Like he's facing a bunch of teams that he should be going out there and you know, you could expect a complete game shutout most of these nights with these opponents he's been facing, but he's been getting the exact opposite and it's been I do expect him to improve, but I will say I, I understand that I think if you wanted to make the case that he's been the most frustrating pitcher this year, I can't argue. I have him in Tout Wars, and again, I paid up for pitching in Tout Wars. I thought that was going to be my strength, and it's the complete opposite. My hitting is carrying me this year, and my pitching, I'm just waiting on guys like Syndergaard, like Bauer, like Eduardo Rodriguez to all get right, and I do believe that they ultimately will. It's just a matter of surviving the storm, and hopefully it doesn't happen too late in the season, and uh, I can make that push. Breaking news. A closer has been placed on the injured list. You want to take a guess what closer? I know this is a tough question, but... Uh, it's not someone playing right now, I would imagine. No, it's not. This team has not okay. started their game yet today. Uh, All right, you're not going to get it. I Wade, yeah, I don't... Wade Davis placed on the injured list with a left oblique strain. So he hasn't pitched since May 14th. So uh, this, to me, probably is a committee, right? I mean, uh, you could see Oberg, Shaw... Mike, Don- I think it's a committee. I don't think there's one guy here that stands out. You you agree, or is there someone you think that gets uh, most of the appearances uh, to close? I'd have to like look more into each of them individually, but my initial reaction was this would probably be a committee. I'm sure there's one guy, once I really look at the numbers, that I would probably be like, hey, this is the guy I'm taking the shot on of them all, but 
the Rockies, we know they're uh, they're kind of a maddening team with how they they use their players, especially right now. Like Brandon Rogers is pissing me off, but I, I do think it would be a committee. I wouldn't have guessed Wade Davis for what it's worth, but uh, yeah, that's it's another reliable closer down. Really, pitches this year has just been maddening. I want you to learn your lesson here, okay? You can dig into the numbers all you want and tell me you who you think that guy's going to be. Because if you did that with the Angels, you would have said Ty Buttry, and you would have been wrong. That's true. And I, I was doing that before the year. Like, I have a bunch of him because I did not like Cody Allen at all. And it ended up being Hansel Robles of all pitchers. Like, I've seen him point at so many home runs thinking it's a fly ball. And now he's getting saves in, for the Angels. I can't believe it. Uh, I thought it would be Robles based on the way they used him. Uh, Buttry's the better pitcher, but you got to look how a team utilizes them. And when Cody Allen went down, we kind of saw it. We haven't seen anything with the Rockies yet. So we have a couple days before Fab to sort this out. Thanks a lot, Mike. We'll talk again soon. Thanks. That's Mike Florio. Find him at Fantrax.com. We'll come back with more news, updates from today's games, and lineups for tonight here on Full-Time Fantasy. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight. Go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today. I've always believed when it comes to Sanchez, this is, it's part of it's on him, don't get me wrong. A good part of it's on him. He's very stiff back there. But you've seen Romine has had his issues behind there as well at times. Mm-hmm. So it's not all on Sanchez. But I believe with, uh, with Sanchez is they have to stop lining him up on the inside corner or lining up on the outside corner because, once again, when those pitches are missed, he's not close. So I know you want to frame things in, this, in nowadays, but it's just not going to work. Saturdays, 8 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Back here, it is full-time fantasy. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. In case you're just joining us, the Rockies have placed closer Wade Davis on the 10-day injury list with a left oblique strain. Probably going to be a committee would be my guess. Uh, They got Carlos Estevez. They have Scott Olberg, Brian Shaw. Who knows? It's the Rockies, so not sure if there's one guy that stands out here as a pickup. We'll see what they do over the next day or two. 
Uh, Harrison Bader was removed from the first half of today's doubleheader. He got hit by a pitch on the arm. So Jose Martinez took over for him. And Omar Navias was removed from today's game with an apparent knee injury. And J.D. Martinez still dealing with that illness. He is out of the lineup once again today uh, for the Red Sox. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Patriots minus three and they cover the spread by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. So lots going on in baseball here this afternoon, and we do have some live action uh, this afternoon. We had uh, four games going on, uh, a couple about to start. So always good when we got day baseball. Uh, so let's take a look at some of the games from this afternoon. And we started off with the uh, A's and Indians, and the A's lead this game 7 to nothing. Once again, Frankie Montas just tremendous today. For the A's, and this is why it is important to pay attention to spring training. You know, that's where I kind of had Montez come on the radar, wrote about him in the preseason that he added this splitter, and it's really helped. The strikeouts have gone up. He's got more ground balls. Six scoreless innings today, five hits, two walks, nine strikeouts. He now has a 2.40 ERA on the season. Uh, picked him up in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, I think week one of the waiver wire for real cheap because I don't think he had pitched yet. So I said, you know what, let me take a shot on him. Uh, I think I had an injury or two. And boy, has it really helped out and made up for some of the other pitchers when they don't pitch as well. But Montas uh, off to a tremendous start this year. Uh, he leaves after six. For the A's offensively, Marcus Simeon, two for four with a run, hitting 267. He also stole his fourth base of the year. And, you know, we talk about batting order a lot in the preseason. But the one thing I always say is, you know, it's subject to change. So, and we've seen it already. Like, Simeon, I think, originally at the, in the year was, was going to hit towards the bottom of the order, but he's been hitting leadoff quite a bit. Labor Torres was another guy I was a little bit concerned about. I think he would hit seven or eight. Injuries happened. Now he's in the middle of the lineup. We'll see what happens when the team's completely healthy. But remember, a lot of these things can change. You know, like Jerickson Profar has been hitting at the bottom of the order. Today he hit second. He started to pick it up, but he's 0 for 5 today. Uh, Mark Conha, who should get more playing time now, with Chris Davis potentially landing on the injured list. Kana, the DH today, two for four with a run and three RBIs. His seventh homer of the year. He's driven in three. He's got 14 RBIs on the season. Nick Hunley also going yard for the A's. Uh, for the Indians, Francisco Lindor, one for two with two walks. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, Jose Ramirez, he continues to struggle. 0 for three with a strikeout. Now hitting 191 with a 293 OBP and a 298 slugging. Definitely probably uh, got to be the biggest first-round bust so far uh, with the way he's going. I mean, a lot of people took him fourth, fifth overall and uh, not even come close to that. At least he's gotten the stolen bases. Jeffrey Rodriguez, very shaky in this one. Could not find the strike zone. Four innings, seven hits, five runs, four earned, four walks, and three strikeouts. Uh, 4.08 ERA on the season as uh, the A's uh, have this game under control. The Royals lead the Cardinals 8-0. It is game one. Of a doubleheader here, uh, they got 
canceled yesterday because of the weather, so they're playing a double dip today. Whit Merrifield, two for four with a run and an RBI. He's now hitting 294 on the season. Nicky Lopez, one for two with two runs and two walks, hitting 333 with a 438 OBP. So we knew that was going to be his strength, a guy that would get on base, some speed. Uh, so good average guy, runs, not much power, but off to a good start. Alberto Mondesi, two for four with a run and two RBIs, now hitting 284 on the season. We know he doesn't walk much, 319 OBP, but man, with the steals he's given you and some of the pop, he's been really good. Uh, Alex Gordon, one for three with two runs. Jorge Soler, I did say this was probably a week to bench him, and I did it. <laughs> I have him in two leagues. You know, the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, which we play NFBC style, they were playing two games Monday between Monday and Thursday. And it's in a National League park, so I was like, okay, maybe he sits one of these games. Now, it's a double dip. There's a chance that maybe he sits the second game. Uh, we, when we don't see Billy Hamilton in the lineup today, he moved Merrifield to center. So I'm interested to see if uh, Soler plays both games. But he did homer. His 11th homer of the year. He's driven in three. He's got 30 RBIs. Only hitting 249, but giving you that power. So, uh, you know, I, I sat him, too, myself. You know, if I give advice on here, I'm going to do it myself. That's the way I am. And uh, the two leagues I have Soler, I benched him. One was a, a weekly league where you can't make the moves. And with a five-game week, I, I sat him. So, uh We'll see. It might maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. Uh, Brad Keller, decent start today. Well, actually, good start for him. Seven innings, two hits, two runs, four walks, three Ks. His ERA is four point four three. But again, still difficult to trust him. His walk rate is terrible. His strikeout rate is low. Uh, for the Cardinals, uh, quiet afternoon for them. Uh, Marcelo Zuna is driven in two. Goldschmidt one for four with a run. Um, as Michael Waka sucked again, man. Uh, this guy's terrible, man. I don't know how they keep him in the rotation. Four and two-thirds, seven hits, seven runs, six earned, three walks, four Ks, now a 5.59 ERA. Uh, I came close to cutting him in one league, and I didn't because I had some injuries, so I was able to keep him. And uh, uh, But it's tough to run him out there, and I had him in the lineup in a couple 15-team leagues, and uh, it's not going well. Uh, but I did cut him in a couple, so it's tough to, to own him right now. But as you know, in these 15-team leagues, there's not much on the waiver wire. The Reds and Brewers are 8-8 in the bottom of the sixth inning. Tucker Barnard is fourth home run. Derek Dietrich, I mean, this guy doesn't stop hitting home runs. Two for two with two runs this afternoon. He's got 12 home runs on the season. Jose Iglesias is driven in two. Uh, Jose Peraza not in the lineup once again. Uh, first real bad start we've seen from Luis Castillo in quite some time. Two and two-thirds innings, five hits, four runs, three walks, two Ks, two home runs, still sitting with a 2.38 ERA, but struggled today. Mike Ustak is his 12th home run of the year. He's got three hits. Eric Thames, two hits, two RBIs. Keston Gura with his second home run of the year. Yasmani Grandal been one of the best hitting catchers this year. He hit his ninth home run for the Brewers. Once again, Christian Yelich not in the lineup today dealing with the uh, back spasms once again. Zach Davies, he's been great this year. I think we all knew he wasn't as good as he has shown. Today, three innings, six hits, six runs, a walk, two Ks. He's allowed two home runs on a day as that game is 8-8 in the sixth inning. Uh, the Rangers, in the top of the seventh, they lead the Mariners 2-1. to one. Uh, Mazzara with an RBI double. Hunter Pence with a home run. Uh, J.P. Crawford just... Uh, a single to score Jay Bruce uh, for the Mariners. Marco Gonzalez, a pretty solid start for him so far. Six innings, six hits, one on a run, a walk, and three Ks, only 68 pitches. 
Man, and I did bench Marco Gonzalez in a couple leagues this week because he was pitching in Texas. Uh, we know there tends to be a lot of runs there, but Marco finds a way to get it done. Doesn't have elite stuff, but uh, Hunter Pence was the one who got him today. He's two for three. Hunter Pence now batting three fifteen on the season. So uh, low-scoring game so far there in Texas uh, with the Rangers leading the Mariners 2-1. to one. And just underway, the Diamondbacks and the Padres. That game's in the bottom of the first inning. Eric Lauer with a scoreless first inning. Merrill Kelly on the mound for the Diamondbacks this afternoon. Let's take a look at the night slate, see some of the lineups that are out uh, in case you're playing DFS or even setting your seasonal lineup in Want to make some changes there. Uh, We kick it off looking at the Rockies. They are playing in Pittsburgh. John Gray, uh, Durapu will be the opener. Nick Kingham to follow for the Rockies. Charlie Blackman leading off in right field. Trevor Story is at shortstop batting second. Raymil Tapia in left field hitting third. Nolan Arenado is at third base hitting cleanup. Daniel Murphy at first base hitting fifth. Ian Desmond in center field hitting sixth. Brennan Rogers is back in the lineup and playing second base today, hitting seventh. Tony Walters is the catcher hitting eighth. John Gray on the mound hitting ninth. So there is no David Dahl today as Tapia gets into the lineup. The Yankees in Baltimore. CeCe Sabathia against Dan Straley for the Orioles. Hanser Alberto leads it off playing third base. Jonathan Villar is at second base, batting second. Trey Mancini's in right field, hitting third. Renato Nunez, the DH, hitting cleanup. Pedro Severino, the catcher, hitting fifth. Joey Rickard in left field, batting sixth. Chris Davis at first base, hitting seventh. Stevie Wilkerson's in center field, hitting eighth. And Richie Martin is the shortstop, batting ninth. The Red Sox in Toronto. It'll be Rick Porcello against Aaron Sanchez for the Red Sox. Once again, no J.D. Martinez. He is out again due to illness. For the Red Sox, Andrew Benintendi leads it off playing left field. Mookie Betts in right field batting second. Mitch Moreland's at first base hitting third. Xander Bogarts at shortstop hitting cleanup. Raphael Devers at third base hitting fifth. Michael Chavis, the second baseman, hitting sixth. Christian Vasquez, the DH, hitting seventh. Jackie Bradley Jr. starting to hit a little bit. He's in center field batting eighth. Sandy Leone, the catcher, batting ninth. For the Blue Jays, Eric Solgard at second base, leading it off. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is at third base, hitting second. Justin Smoke at first base, hitting third. Rowdy Telez, who had two home runs yesterday. He's the DH, hitting cleanup. Randall Grichik in right field, hitting fifth. Freddie Galvis, the shortstop, batting sixth. Brandon Jury's in left field, hitting seventh. Jonathan Davis in center field, hitting eighth. And Luke Molly, the catcher, batting ninth. The Dodgers in Tampa Bay. It'll be Rich Hill against Ryan Stanek. He's the opener. Yanni Chirinos will follow. For the Dodgers, Jock Peterson leading it off in left field. Max Muncy at first base hitting second. Justin Turner, the third baseman, hitting third. Cody Bellinger in right field hitting cleanup. Corey Seegers at shortstop hitting fifth. Russell Martin, the catcher, hitting sixth. Alex Verdugo in center field hitting seventh. Matt Beattie, the DH, hitting eighth. And Enrique Hernandez at second base batting ninth. For the Rays, Avisail Garcia leads it off. He'll be the DH. Tommy Pham's in left field, batting second. G-Man Choi getting another start against the lefty. I'm assuming Yandy Diaz unavailable again. He was scratched yesterday. So Choi at first base, hitting third. Willie Adamas, the shortstop, hitting cleanup. Daniel Robertson at third base, hitting fifth. Kevin Kiermeyer in center field, batting sixth. Travis Darno, the catcher, hitting seventh. 
Guillermo Heredia in right field hitting eighth, and Brandon Lau, the second baseman, hitting ninth. The Marlins in Detroit, Jose Urena against Daniel Norris. It'll be Austin Dean in left field leading off for the Marlins. Garrett Cooper's in right field batting second. Brian Anderson at third base hitting third. Starling Castro's at second base hitting cleanup. Harold Ramirez in center field hitting fifth. Martin Prado at first base hitting sixth. Neil Walker, the DH, hitting seventh. Jorge Alfaro back behind the plate. He was the DH last night after having a collision at second base with Robinson Cano over the weekend. Miguel Rojas, the shortstop, hitting ninth. For the Tigers, Gordon Beckham leading off playing shortstop. Nico Goodrums at first base, hitting second. Nicholas Castellanos is in right field, hitting third. Miguel Cabrera is the DH, hitting cleanup. Ronnie Rodriguez at third base, hitting fifth. Kristen Stewart in left field, hitting sixth. Joss Harrison at second base, hitting seventh. John Hicks, the catcher, hitting eighth, and Jacoby Jones in center field, batting ninth. The Nationals in New York to face the Mets. Great pitching duel tonight. Max Scherzer against Jacob deGrom. For the Mets, Ahmed Rosario leads it off playing shortstop. J.D. Davis, who should be playing more and probably will with Brandon Nimmo going for an MRI on his neck. Uh, so J.D. Davis playing left field today, batting second. Robinson Cano's at second base, hitting third. Pete Alonso with his 16th homer yesterday. He's at first base, hitting cleanup. Todd Frazier at third base, hitting fifth. Carlos Gomez in right field hitting sixth. Juan Lagares in center field hitting seventh. Thomas Nito, the catcher, hitting eighth. And Jacob DeGrom on the mound hitting ninth. Man, that is a terrible five through nine. Jacob DeGrom might be the best hitter of that group. Might hit him fifth. Uh, it's so bad. Uh, second game of the double header. Uh, Homer Bailey against Adam Rainwright for the Royals and the Cardinals. Uh, the lineup for the Angels is out. They're hosting the Twins tonight. Martin Perez against Matt Harvey. David Fletcher leads it off playing left field. Mike Trout, the DH tonight, batting second. Albert Pools at first base, hitting third. Jonathan LaCroix, the catcher, hitting cleanup. Tommy LaStella at third base, hitting fifth. Luis Renfigo is at second base, hitting sixth. He's a guy that you could look to pick up this weekend. Uh, he should be getting a lot of playing time with Andrew Twin Simmons being down. Cole Calhoun in right field, hitting seventh. Zach Cozart, the shortstop, hitting eighth. Brian Goodwin is in center field. Batting ninth tonight for the Angels as uh, Matt Harvey uh, takes the mound for them. It's not been a good year for Matt Harvey. Continues to struggle uh, for the Angels uh, tonight. So pretty good slate tonight. We went over it earlier. Uh, again, some good pitchers. And, you know, the key is obviously finding those cheap pitchers that you can get in there to get some of the bats that you want. But uh, see a couple poor lineups here, especially uh, the Rays lineup. Uh, definitely not that good. Uh, Rich Hill certainly could be in play. We saw the Rays struggle against the lefty yesterday, and having Choi in there against the lefty certainly weakens the lineup, and Travis Darno in there. So that's a way that you can go. Uh, the Nationals have activated Matt Adams off the injured list. So uh, he missed about two weeks with a shoulder strain. It was bad luck because I actually picked up Matt Adams in a couple leagues because at that point, Ryan Zimmerman was on the injured list. And we've seen Adams could go on a nice tear when he gets an opportunity uh, and then right when he was into the starting lineup, he got injured. So we'll see how much playing time he gets. Obviously, Gerardo Paris played a little first base. He's been okay. Howie Kendrick they could use. So I would think Adams gets in there against some right-handers. We'll see when Ryan Zimmerman is uh, coming back. Uh, Jeff McNeil is out of the lineup today for the Mets due to left hamstring tightness. So uh, another injury for the Mets. And like I said before, they were kind of fortunate early on to they didn't have a lot of injuries early on and they don't have the depth to withstand it and now uh they're dealing with more injuries uh and that's why the lineup looks so depleted today for this team 
Uh, also, uh, Shohei Otani's not in the lineup today. Uh, it seems like he's just getting a day off, but you know you have to wonder if that finger from the other day is bothering him. He left Monday night's game after he got hit by a pitch on his right index finger. He did appear in the lineup yesterday and was fine, uh, but it could be uh, just a day off. Uh, that's what you have to hope uh, as Mike Trout is the DH tonight, which we usually don't see a lot from Trout unless he is banged up. Uh, the Padres, they have taken a 2 nothing lead on Arizona uh, as Eric Hosmer with a two-run single to put the Padres up 2 nothing. Hosmer's actually had a pretty good uh, last few weeks. After a real slow start, he has turned it on. Don't forget, you could find me at FullTimeFantasy.com. Got an article looking at Byron Buxton. Remember, he was a top prospect. He was soaring up draft boards in the spring. How's he doing this year? What does it mean for his outlook the rest of the way? You could check that out, as well as our team outlooks for the NFL. Sean Childs looks at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And hop in a draft, playffwc.com. we got a draft tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or start a full-season league. we got best ball draft, online championships, tons of different drafts to choose from. Just check it out, playffwc.com. I'll be back Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.